When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to our Laz and Powers. This is Scott Powers, joined by Mark Lazarus. As always, we're both of the Athletic. It's uh, it's Tuesday, yes, Mark. I don't. It's it's it's. I've, I've lost all track post, of time. Post, 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 everything will be counted in post Bedard lottery days at this point. Uh, post seven days, eight days, eight days. It, it's funny though, like when you, when you're in the regular season, you think of everything about the next game. Like, okay, there's a game on Thursday, so you know it's Tuesday, you know it's Wednesday. But once you get into the off season. I lose complete track of date and time. If my kids didn't have school, I wouldn't know whether it was a weekend <laughs> or a weekday. I would have no idea. It's just, it's just all blurred together. Yeah. I, my, my five-year-old still, like, she she doesn't have a full firm grasp of the seven days. So, like, she'll be at school for five days and it's the weekend. And she'll just ask, like, do I have school tomorrow? Do I have school today? Like, it's every day. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes need to yeah, figure that out, too. So. I learned the, the days of the week song. It goes to the uh, Adams family. The days of the week. Yeah. The days of the week. They all teach, they teach that. Come on. Yeah, so yeah, we'll work on that. Um, yeah, as, as last week, the con- the Connor Bedard content, and as we are writing and and speaking, it will continue here for a bit. We have uh, Regina Pats, but he, he's he's a man of all trades. There, he's the head head coach, the GM, and the VP of hockey operations. Uh, uh, yeah, I think those are all his titles. Um, he's a former NHL head coach. He coached the Jets. He's been an assistant with the uh, Ottawa Senators. He was with the Flyers during the 2010 Cup uh, final, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he has been around. Yeah. He's been around a long time. He's the John Paddock. I, I don't think I mentioned his name, so his name is John Paddock. <laughs> oh, my bad. I jumped in there too fast. It seemed like you were trailing off. Uh, yeah. I, I was looking, uh, I was John pulling Paddock, up his yeah. title. <laughs> um, he's he's but, been with the Pats for a long time. He was the coach, and then he was just the GM, and now he's the coach and the GM again. Um, so we uh, we had him on the show to uh, discuss uh not certain wink wink nudge nudge everyone's like all being coy about it the fact that the blackhawks can't say that connor bedard is already a Chicago i'm sure they could Black say it if they wanted to right like i i guess i mean i mean i guess there's some theoretical potential leverage if you're looking for like an eric lindro style trade by pretending that you're still on the fence about it i don't know what the benefit is but you never see it in the nfl they don't do it in any of these sports they never yeah. say who they're going to take ever I I, to, I did reach out to Connor Bedard and and his people to see if we can get him on here too, and he uh, they declined an interview. Just I think I think it seemed like the Blackhawks. They just don't want to. No one wants to confirm what's what's going to happen. So did, did you have people when you were seventeen years old? I did not have people when I was seventeen. Years old. I had my parents who were my people, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> can Scott come out and play? <laughs> Those were my people at that point. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he's had people since he was fuck. I mean, what. 14 15 probably even earlier like it's um it's kind of really weird like like i always talk about how strange it is to be and i and, I, and hopefully some point when he's over here you know i can have a nice quiet sit down and talk to him about what 
a strange childhood he's had. Like he's been a professional athlete for in, in, in almost every sense of the word other than the paycheck for how long now? Like his life has been hockey. This is Patrick Kane went through this. Patrick Kane left home at 14 to go to Detroit and play for Honey Baked and, you but know, even like uh, Kane wasn't, I mean, Kane wasn't even in his draft here, wasn't considered number one pick. Like this is, this is like McDavid. Yeah, this is, yeah right. I mean, this, this is, is probably, yeah. someone who, the, who's who been considered the guy. Like he doesn't know what a normal teenage, you know, like teenage life That's is. what I mean. Like, 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 like you have guys. But, that but, but, I, I guess college. when you tell him it's strange to be like, what's strange? You know, like this is, this is how <laughs> things are. <laughs> it's just, it, it, I'm always, I'm always fascinated in general with what it's like to be a professional athlete. But for these kids who are, you know, put on this pedestal at such an early age, like, you know, if you're in the NFL, you went to high school and you went to at least two or three years of college. Usually, if yeah. you go to the NBA, you played. You were at a high school and then you went and played a year of college, probably. But in hockey, you're just and in baseball, you go to high school. In hockey, you don't really go to high school. High school sort of comes to you. You play hockey. I feel like tennis is the closest thing computers. to this, like the tennis, tennis, like Olympic star. athletes. Yeah, like yeah. gymnasts who yeah. are like at eleven years old. Yeah, the ones that go to like the Olympic uh, camps yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, festivals. It's got to be such a strange thing to be like, you know, he's going to come out here and he's going to have to live with somebody. He's not going to be, you know, old enough or, or or streetwise enough probably to live on his own. Right? He's a seventeen-year-old kid who's never, you know, lived on his own and has never been like a college student or anything like that. Like he's going to have to. You know, and, and who's he going to stay with? Taves and Kane aren't here. Seabrook's not here. You yeah. know, maybe Connor Murphy puts him up. I don't Connor know. Murphy just got married. Like he's like, oh, we're bringing in this kid too. Teenager, yeah, he just got married. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe Tyler Johnson. I don't know. I'm trying to think like who was the natural choice for him to. Well, live Seth with Jones is the one that's going to be here forever, still with him. So I, I guess he he makes sense. Um, maybe I don't know. The, the, Lucas Reichel's like is 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 is, is you know like he's older <laughs> than him at this point. He's all, all of 20, 21 years old. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see how he adjusts to you know professional hockey life without any transition period whatsoever. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I can't. Like, I, I, I'm just thinking as a parent, even like it's like it's yeah. gotta be. Like, does he know? Does like, he know where to go grocery shopping? Does he know how to balance a checkbook? You know, I know that's an archaic term, but you know what I mean. Like how to <laughs> handle a bank account, like. Does he know? I mean, I'm sure he has people to do a lot of these things for him, but does he know how to like make eggs in the morning? I don't know. Like he's a kid. Yeah. He's a freaking kid. No, I, I did not do any of those things. I barely do now. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, need to, they need to bring a home ec back to schools. Like my kids are going to have no idea how to do anything. Yeah. I, I It's funny. We have like, um, we have like old phones laying around. I'm just like the the two year olds walking around talking on the old phone. You know, like, yeah, like she's never gonna use, she's never gonna have a you know hardwire phone probably. So like this is just it's gonna seem foreign in a few years. They like to play with the flip phone that I still had. The old flip yeah, phone no, we, we, they, we, they think we, that is ancient technology. That was yeah. man when you had a text and you had to hit the three button like four times to get to a lowercase d. Like that was a big deal to me. It's it's odd how many flip phones like I, I have around the house right now. Like the kids are just like it's yeah they're running some kind of operation. I don't know. What's My going daughter's on. eleven and she's she's just finishing up fifth grade here, so she's <laughs> going to middle school next year. So she's like, Dad, I need a phone. All my friends have phones. I'm like, Oh my god, I have to get her a phone, and I'm just like, I'm dying inside at the thought of it. Yeah, no, I, we've we've told Maeve who's uh, who's five. We've we told her at eleven, like that's when she can get her ears pierced and like get a phone. Like I just figured it's far enough down the line that we can we can revisit all the numbers. Yeah, but that's what I always said, and now it's here, Scott. It's yeah, here. Yeah, no, I, middle school's coming. I'm terrified. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will. Ha- we have John Paddock on today, and uh, we'll talk plenty of Connor Bedard, and um, yeah, we we you know we had. Uh, 
obviously a lot of Connor Bedard stories and some things previewing the draft. And, you know, we'll look forward to um, you know, the draft and free agency and the development camp at all. Uh, even though we'll be at the scouting combine and last is actually popping out this more playoffs. So we'll be covering the Panthers and Hurricanes, the, the Tavo Gustav uh, bowl. Um, <laughs> I'm writing nothing but Tavo and Gustav. That's all I'm writing. The bosses <laughs> are not going to be happy with me. Who, oh, Ranta, right? Who else is there? Oh, and Ranta. Yeah, Ranta. Is he, is he ever going to play again? Anderson kind of took the net from him. Uh, who else is out there? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm just going to write Ranta stories. I don't care if he's playing. I'm just going to write only on. Yeah, no, just <laughs> ask if we can sit with Ranta for a game and get his thoughts. I got to talk. You know, I, I, I covered an Islanders uh, Hurricanes game in the, in the first round, and I talked to him afterward, and he was just so happy just being there, winning hockey games. So yeah. happy to yeah. see me. Like, he's one of the very few guys that I like, actually like in the NHL who actually like enjoys talking to me, I think. He enjoys talking to everybody. He's like, hey, he's always happy to see you, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Forsling and, and Teravine are both very late. They don't say I mean, a whole lot, but they're yeah, both late back too. Yeah, Tavo's going to be like, oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Tell him that John Greenberg continues to tweet out his photo from Finland. So. Oh, yeah, he's a... Uh... Greenberg's a little obsessed with that photo. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll have money, plenty more content coming. Um, and so yeah, enjoy our interview and we will have a, at some point we'll be back with another podcast. There's, there's some different ideas of other people interview, even um, some former Hawks and whatnot. So we have other plans, but until then, um, yeah, we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. And yeah, here's our interview. Well, we're very happy to welcome in John Paddock, the GM, coach, and uh, I believe VP of Hockey Operations for the Regina Pats. Uh, John, welcome to Lazen Power Show. Appreciate you coming on. Glad to be here. Thank you, guys. So, um, obviously, you know Connor Bedard just about as well as anybody, and uh, he's all anybody here in Chicago could talk about. So, uh, tell us a little bit about Connor off the ice. We've seen the gifts. We've seen the highlights. Tell us a little bit about the kid that the Blackhawks are short of draft number one overall. Well, a very well-mannered, brought-up young man from uh, his parents in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, he's what he does on the ice is a product for the most part of what he does off the ice because his, his basically it seems like his sole focus is training slash getting better, working out his skills, uh, shooting pucks. Uh, I know his routine right now in BC is – three skill sessions a week and a power skating and a shooting and a three on three or something. So uh, he's a young man that's all bought into being a, a hockey player. Do you, do you recall the first time seeing him on the ice and, and what you thought? Uh, yeah, the first time I saw him was at a, a Pat Quinn tournament in uh, Vancouver, uh, probably late in the 2018 season, I think. And, or sorry, late in the calendar year and uh i happened to meet his dad then because his dad was uh i was sitting with one of our scouts and it's close by uh yeah he was an underager in that tournament uh, in the game i saw against alaska and he was you know more than likely the best player did you have a thought you know if i get to coach this kid what you know where, 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 i guess when you get a talent like that where as a coach where where do you sort of start or where Where's kind of the, I guess, the, the beginning point with coaching a kid like that? Well, I'm not sure. I wasn't coaching at the time. I was just the manager. Uh, I was after a Memorial Cup, hosting the Memorial Cup. Uh, so I don't think I thought too much about it then. I knew that his, uh, I knew his talent, and we'd made a trade uh, to hopefully acquire 
that pick uh, about a month before and we were able to. Uh, so uh, it was a long ways. It was, you know, it was 15 months off from the draft then at that point. So it was a lot of hope and the next season had to be completed. But I will say when uh, about him the next year, probably when I would go see him play or after we'd actually won the pick and I'd come back and the head coach Dave Strooch and uh, the assistant Brad Eroff would say like, you know, what's he like? And I said, well, at 14 coming 15, he can shoot the puck harder than anybody on our team. Yeah. And we weren't, you know, we weren't playoff team. We weren't a great team, but still we're talking guys were six years older than him. He was 14. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of excitement that he created for us. Everybody always talks about his shot and just how uh, deceptive and quick it is and how the puck's off his stick in a, in a millisecond. Where does that come from? Is there a natural ability there? Or is that just something he's honed over the years? Well, I think there, there certainly has to be a natural ability, but I think he's, as there is other players in all sports that have, you know, are dedicated and practice a lot. But, you know, my understanding is, you know, every day in the summer, you know, he's shot 500 to 1,000 pucks since he was about nine years old. So I think it's the perfect example of practice makes perfect or close to it. With with a player like that, where he has so much just creativity and and you know his offensive skills, what what sort of freedom do you give him, or what sort of what, what sort of boundaries do you give him as a player to you know to kind of I, I guess to keep him honest, but also you know to to, to, to allow that freedom. Well, um, I don't I don't know exactly how to describe that. I mean, every players are are different. Uh, they want to be the best. They want to be in key situations whether it's offensively or defensively. <clears throat> Connor was young when he came here. You know, he's now he's young going to another league. Uh, he realizes he has, he has lots to learn. Um, but I, I guess in that aspect, I would talk to him as I would any other player or players or top players. I mean, fourth line guys don't have as much freedom as your first line guys. You know, when you talk about, say, you know, I think what all coaches talk about, turnovers at the offensive blue line or in that area, neutral zone turnovers. Well, if you're, a, if you're Patrick Kane, you turn it over, you know that you got a chance, that he has a chance to uh, score, tie that or balance that out at the end of the season or at the end of the game. That's the same with Connor, whereas your fourth-line players that score five goals a year and have other value to you, when they turn the puck over, they're not probably not going to, you know, tie the game back up or get that goal back. So I think things like that, we talked about with them. We talked about time on the clock. We talked about um, our schedule, you know, of, of games, of how fresh you are, just just different little things that go into any hockey player's game. But at our level, our schedule is probably a little more condensed when you, you hit more three and fours and a few four, four and five. So just you know, basically things like that to for him to think about. You mentioned how young he is, and he is. I mean, he's significantly younger than a lot of these other prospects of his quote-unquote age group. But, I mean, you, you've played in the NHL. You've coached in the NHL. What, what, what attributes does he have that are NHL-ready right now in your mind? Well, his shot, uh, for sure. <clears throat> I think his ability to make plays. So, it means, you know, basically seeing the ice, excuse me, seeing the ice is also elite. 
Um, you know, a little bit, you hear a little bit of like, you know, his, his skating slightly off. Well, who's it slightly off to, to like, for me, like, you know, we rate, I think a lot of teams in all of hockey would have a scale of one to five, maybe some have one to 10 or whatever. So if the five's at top, like his skating's a four, so it's far better than average. It's, it's never going to be a problem. So, you know, he has all those attributes. He's competitive. Um, yeah, he's right now he's 5'10", 185, but today's game, that's not small. And you see guys like um, Braden Point and Barcel, they're not really, nobody's Kane. They're not bigger than him. So um, he has he has all the attributes, but I think his shot and his ability to make plays, see the ice would be the first two things to jump out at you. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The past couple of years, we've been talking a lot about the lost COVID season and how that's affected player development and scouting, everything like that. Obviously, everybody knows what Connor can do. Uh, are we past the point where that development's been stunted for these guys this age group? I mean, is this a fully developed player? Well, he's fully developed. He did a lot of things that year. He went to Sweden for two or three months when our, our season didn't start on time, and then we had the hub, and then he – Played an under eighteen, but I think that that's definitely was true. It uh, didn't help the scouting, evaluating phase of phase of uh, that age of players and a year younger, and uh, it it set some back in our league, I think, from what they were in Batum. But I think that um, you know, just back to his will to be a hockey player and be as good as he can be, uh, I think he'd be one of the ones that you know more than overcame a strange season. It didn't help us as a team any, uh, him playing 15 games in a hub that year or didn't draw, couldn't draw any fans anywhere. There was lots of negatives, of course, to COVID, but uh, I personally think that, you know, he's probably right on track. You, you know, you, you talk about his size and I guess the one question we get sometimes is, is whether he's, whether, you know, he's envisioned as a center or wing and, you know, just talking the Blackhawks amateur you know director yesterday, and he said, you know, he, he thinks he's a center. Do, do you have any thoughts on whether, uh, you know, at the next level that, that it's compatible? Uh, I think in, I think in due time, he'll be either. I think it'll be a you know question that they'll, you know, look at it and answer as training camp goes. I, I know he wants to be a centerman. That's what he's played, but, you know, he's had great success in the world. There we are. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's all in our office. It just, everybody's computer went out, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dante in a panic mode here. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> but then it wasn't on our end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you were talking about uh, about the center and, and wing. Yeah. I think I think he'll he'll be very effective star player at either one. Um, I, I guess I'm certainly not trying to discourage him from anybody from thinking he's not a center this year. But if you think realistic about it, I mean he likes responsibility at everything. But like an 18 year old going to play center, you know, against 
McDavid and all those guys, you know, does it make more sense to be on the on the wing? Quite possibly, I guess. Um, but depending who the center is going to be and his line mates are going to be. Well, that's just it. He's going to rock it right to the top. He's going to be, you know, he'd be their number one center next year right away. So, um, how, how is he away from the puck? We we only see the offensive highlights for the most part. How is he uh, responsibly defensively? I think he's like any other 18-year-old, 17-year-old. He was junior hockey player that um, I think you could say the same thing about, well, we played Matt Barzell in the finals when he was 19. Uh, he was a superb offensive talent, but I don't, I think he did some things defensively that you wouldn't, uh, that you wouldn't be wanting to happen, but he went to a place where, you know, everything was stressed and, without the puck in the island and he, he changed that so um and you know sometimes junior teams especially you have to win games so you you know you have a little bit longer leash on ice time or you know if he's if a player like that is coming back um you know a little bit slower a little bit more tired you know he's got gas to go the other way so it, those things happen but i i would say this last year uh, there was a goal that he scored sorry, that he set up last year that um, he skated through our goal crease to get a pass from a defenseman. And uh, up inside their other team's blue line, he made a play that probably only he can do behind the back pass to somebody and fed it over. They, they fed it to somebody else to score one timer. Like you hear coaches say, like low and slow in your own end as a centerman. Um, does he have that perfected or being the guy back to help the defense? Well, no, but... Um, he knows how to play it. Uh, he knows that that's important. Uh, so in due time, he'll be a solid two-way guy, whether that's right now or not. You'll see in September or October. Do, do you worry about the expectations? I mean, everyone's, you know, like, you know, his talent's real, but it's it's also an 18-year-old kid who's stepping into the NHL. Like, how, like, do you, are you concerned about that, you know, just – trying to live up that hype and him trying to do too much, you know, at, at such an early age? Well, I think about it a lot when I've asked different questions about, you know, comparisons, et cetera, many things. And it's like, you, you don't want to put any more pressure on him in, in, in my mind, but like, he's been living this kind of pressure life. I'll beat, this is the highest level. It's going to be the most people watching and the most media and, and so forth. But you know, really since he was probably 11 or 12 or 10, whatever, he's always been the best player who was scoring X amount of goals. And I think that this, he's done nothing to say that he's sure he's not going to be this type of player with us. It's no guarantee, of course, but he's done nothing. Like his his habits and his play and his ability and stuff. So it seems to me that those kind of guys, they just have that ability to rise to that top that they, you know, yeah, they have slumps of three or four goals or it's magnified with guys in the playoffs and stuff, but they, you know, they, they are what they are. And yeah, I, I think that he knows he has an uncanny ability to handle those kind of situations and the questions and so forth. He does seem abnormally polished for a 17 year old in terms of the way he presents himself, the way he's on the media, you know, he's already deferring to his teammates and all that. Is that him putting on airs, or is he is he that away from the, uh, the the cameras too? No, that that's him overall. I mean, I'm sure 
pure dressing room amongst his peers. He likes to have fun in some sort of way and stuff, but he's, uh, you know, it's an over, I've used the saying an awful lot, but, you know, I think that starts at home and he's been well brought up. And then I think, you know, when you hit, start to this kind of level of everything, you know, he's got an experienced agent group that probably is, you know, throwing reminders out. And, you know, even us here, we've seen good players come through or, you know, captain of the team, he, you know, he's going to set a good example. So I think uh, it's, it's genuine for sure. Yeah, a, lot, a lot was made about how he didn't want to get traded. You know, he could, you know, a guy like him in, in junior hockey could have easily gone to a Memorial Cup favorite, but he, he wanted to stay with his team. What, what does that say about him? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, he made a, you know, when we were, he wanted to come to us after the fact is what I've been told by his, his parents and uh, the three or four teams that could have won the lottery. And uh, he made this his team and he was the captain and, um, you know, he, he didn't want to go and we didn't, you know, there was certainly, we just have to look at the junior hockey trades or any hockey of a top player. There was certainly longer term value to us if that had happened, but um you know, he, he sold out. We had 20 straight sellouts in the road. It was excellent for the Western Hockey League and, and us as a team after the World Junior. Uh, so there was a lot of benefits to him staying. Um, you know, our brand has been has been all over the place. Uh, you know, I have friends down in Florida. The kids wore his Pats jerseys to uh, practice and told me that, you know, People after Christmas started to recognize who the Pats were, and then the Stall brothers said something about you know the player up there. So um, it was something that was basically a mutual thing, and uh, he got us into the playoffs in seven games. And I thought we were going to win that series, but yeah, he's he's a loyal guy. You mentioned line mates earlier. Is there an ideal type of player that for him to play with? Uh, I think you need to be able to make plays. Um, at least one player on a regular basis at a pretty high level may, may be able to make plays. Uh, and I think every good line, you know, probably or potentially has, you know, somebody that creates a little bit of space for them, but is still a good player if you think around the league. But there's certainly combos of Marchand and Bergeron and Dreisaitl and McDavid, the different guys. He, he needs you know, they'll be per- even more productive if when there's a good player beside them, like those kind of combinations, whatever that kind of player is or is down the future for the Hawks. Like, you'll need high-level guys playing with them to be what he is or what he's going to be, and he'll help them be something too, just like numerous star players when you look around the league over the years or now even. Have you talked? I, I I imagine the Hawks, like all the teams have been through. Have you have you had talks with them before and and after or, or since the lottery? Or I talked to Colin Fraser the most. Uh, he seemed to be the one that was in here, at least reaching out to us about interview with him and another player on our team, and then leading into the draft. And then I texted with him after the draft. Um, you know, of course, saying you know congratulations. And so Colin's the one that I've. Uh, had I was sort of semi regular to regular contact, whatever you want to call regular, probably okay. seven or eight times this year. Going back to the last question about alignmates, does he need, 
you know, from your experience as an NHL coach, does he need a little snarl on that line? Does he need someone to stand up for him to protect him? Does he have a little of that feist feistiness in him? Like what? Do you need that kind of combination? Well, he's got lots of feistiness in him. He's very, very competitive. <clears throat> but I think you do need, you know, game keeps changing probably more all the time, but see the playoffs and stuff. You need somebody to create space and, and or, I mean, a team needs some size. You can't have all smaller guys. I mean, I, it's just, it's, you know, what does Jack Eichel have now playing with him or the guys in Dallas? There's a combination there. So, yeah, I think that, he, you know, he, he just, they just, in the end, the Hawks are going to be a good team. They'll have a little bit of space makers probably on every line. Or I remember we played them in 2010. The series changed when Joel put uh, Bufflin up with Taze and Kane. Right. Changed the series because then he started banging Pronger and we were playing four defensemen and it, it wore him out. So, you know, the, the different combinations slash, you know, it'll be how the players – are drafted and picked and traded for, you know, over years. It's a, but I think everybody does, you know, I think everybody needs a player that creates a little bit of thing or speed or something. You think of Toronto's lineup, Matthews and those guys have had different guys with Mar, but they, there's those two guys and it's been bunting and it's been different guys that do different things for them. So Chicago, Luke, the team management, they'll figure out, you know, in their mind, what kind of future or potential combination would be best? This is a kid that's been written and talked about so much, that, you know, at such an early age. Is there anything we don't know about him or anything that, that, that people might find surprising about him or. Uh, any hidden talents? Does he sing? Does he play guitar? <laughs> oh, he doesn't have many other, I don't know what other uh, things that, you know, take up any of his space. I think that, uh, you know, it hasn't been, you know, I've said it a lot because we see it, but the seriousness of him uh, towards the game of hockey is 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 really, really high. Like I would, you know, he's got to prove himself on the ice over time here, and he will. But when you talk about the attitude of these kind of guys, like I, I was with Sedano Chair in Ottawa, like that's all seriousness all the time. And I've heard many different stories about Crosby and that seriousness at all time. Like Connor's like that. Like that's that's him. That's his drive, his personality is to oh well his nickname was Mr. Serious and with you guys in Chicago. So, you know, it's it's gonna be like that. Like there's nothing gonna stand in his way from being a, a, a the best hockey player he can be. Like he'll make sure of that. Sounds good. Now, John, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks. See you down there sometime. Yeah, <laughs> sounds yeah, good. See you in Nashville, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Good. Thank you. Thanks. And I know that I can fix it. I can help even just a little bit. Won't you let me?